welcome to the Diary of a Sales Expert podcast. My name's James White, and I'm on a mission to help business owners and sales professionals all over the world get incredible sales results. So thanks for listening, and let's get started. The word no. So everyone gets themselves in a panic about the word no, and I'm going to use the next 10 minutes or so to let you know why I think it's a really, really good thing for you as a salesperson. And before you think, what am I? I must be off my head even talking about this. Listen in, lean in, give me 10 minutes of your time, and I'm going to share with you why no is a good thing for you to hear as a sales or business person, and why we can make sure that if we do hear the word no, we know how to deal with it. So we've all been in that situation where we've been literally in a you know, sales environment, and we get the word no. And we automatically think it's a bad thing. We automatically think it's a, it's a terrible thing. And of course, don't get me wrong, it's not as frustrating as a, it is frustrating. We would prefer to have, in most cases, a yes, because it enables us to go and win the business. But here are the reasons why no isn't a bad thing. The first thing is this, it saves you time. Your most precious asset as a sales and business person is your time. And I absolutely get more frustrated when I'm chasing people that don't want to actually tell me an honest answer um, rather than anything else. I have this frustration sometimes with my wife where literally, bless her heart, I love her to bits, but she'll sometimes say to me, oh, I'm not sure about stuff. I don't know if I want to do it. And I'm like, you mean no, don't you? And she's like, yeah, I don't really want to do it. Why didn't you say so? Because so, the reality is it's easier if they say no, because at least then I can then work out what to do. And it saves time fiddling around and going back and forth with people around conversations. If they would rather me no, then hey, no worries. It means I don't have to spend time engaging with that person. I can focus on someone else. So the first thing is, is it saves you time not chasing people and opportunities that are never going to go anywhere. Point number two is this, it actually builds some resilience. So when you get told no, when I'm, you know, when I, when I remember when I was dating when I was younger and there was a, girl, a couple of girls that I used to, you know, to meet at school and, you know, it was great when you got someone to say yes and you remember, remember having our first kiss around the back of the bike sheds and all that sort of stuff. But when you got rejected and so told no, and I remember the first lady that I went out with that, that dumped me and said no, it wasn't for me. I cried my heart out and I felt terrible and I felt down. But then I got back up the other side and thought, well, actually, I'm still going to carry on. And it built some resilience in me. And it actually built that ability to, to feel you know, okay about things. So no, it's actually a good thing. Is it, it teaches you that not everything is going to happen your way. And if everything went our way, and you see spoiled kids sometimes when things go their way all the time, and they don't learn the disciplines of being able to actually handle setbacks and situations. So I know now and again is a good thing. It's sort of like that wake-up call that maybe, in, especially if you work in larger deals, that you need often to think, right, what can I do differently? How can I, how can I change? How can I actually adjust my approach to get the right thing in place? So it builds that resilience that absolutely is critical for us to be successful on a sales basis, on a regular, on a regular basis, on going forward. So the third thing is this, it's better than a maybe. One of the biggest factors that salespeople have is they struggle to understand and read people. And there's a brilliant book by Chris Voss. He talks about the three yeses. And the three yeses that people have are the counterfeit yes, where they say, yeah, 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 it's fine, that's fine, but they don't mean it. He then talks about the confirmation yes, which is when people, nah, I'm not sure, or the commitment yes, where they say, yes, I want to do things. And when you get that, nah, I'm not sure, that may be, the challenge is you've then got to work harder for that. And 
Sometimes, you know, people in casing may be, I've had it in numerous sales deals where because for whatever reason, they're afraid of sharing something with a salesperson that they would want to. They're, they're just a bit coy. They don't give you the full information. Now, being honest, my job and our job and your job is to dig deeper and find out and get to the bottom of what's causing them to be in that position. And that's certainly something we've got to do. But that takes more work. That takes more meetings. That takes more calls. So sometimes a no is great because actually if they're just being upfront and saying, no, it's not right for me, or it may be, no, it's not right now, then at least I can say no worries at all. I can put them into the bucket for next month or for next year or for next you know six months time and, and not have to worry it rather than trying to chase someone that's not going to go anywhere. So a no is definitely better than a maybe. The other key thing around a no, and the fourth point is this, it saves your emotion. If you're like me, when you're in an, into a sales deal, we get intrinsically involved. We get those emotional feelings in our head that, oh, I'm going to win that deal. And that feeling of, of, it, of it going forward is great. And we then start to think about what we might do with the money. And we start to think around all the, the elements of how it can then use that to get to this. And we, we start linking other things in our life into that deal. And when you get a no, absolutely, it can kibosh some of those elements are happening, but I'd rather get a no earlier in the process or a no before I've built up too much emotion than being in a position where I've then got done everything, done all this work, and then let someone saying, I'm going to have a think about it or not decide to do anything. So being in a position where you know, it will save you emotion. It will absolutely save you from being in a position where you have to, you know, literally chase opportunities and commit yourself to doing things that could then, you know, they always say the, the harder the high, the lower the fall. And sometimes the more work you put into a sales situation, the more that lower the fall can be. And we don't want to do that. We want to save ourselves that emotional angst and challenge when we, we, we're chasing opportunities to do business together with someone. So if they want to say us being in a position, we save that time and that emotional energy. Time and that emotional energy, critical. I'd rather have that early than not. The other key thing around no, and this is something that I really encourage you to do, is try and turn it on its head. So I've done this in a, in a, in a previous podcast, but I'm going to share a bit more about this now. When I was younger in a sales um, team uh, for, for, for an organization where we were selling double glazing, we actually, one of the guys that was there, and he was quite clever at how he did it, he knew that we were going to get more no's than yeses. So we knew that double glazing sales, by the way, I wouldn't ever recommend it now, ringing for A to Z for the phone book is a... Is a total utter waste of time. But what he knew is the conversion rates that we would have on average would be in the region of two to three per hundred. So two to three per hundred. If you imagine making a hundred calls and then literally only getting two of those people to say yes to a meeting, it's it, you need a lot of resilience to deal with those challenges. So what he did is he turned it on his head and he actually started to say to people, you've got to get 30 no's in the next two hours. And if you do, we're basically then someone had could win a cake or win a donut or win a can of Coke. Now, when you were a young salesperson, it was like, okay, I have to go and buy my own can of Coke. No, I'm going to look for 30 no's. So turn it on its head. See the positives in a no. Set, yes, you want to, of course, achieve your sales target or the deals to come through, but say, see that no as actually a positive. See it as an element for your work this week. If you're going to prospect every day, which I encourage people to do, see, say to yourself, I'm going to try and do 20 interactions with new people and I'm looking for 18 no's because the chances are you're only going to get two out of 20. So if you've actually, and then give yourself a little reward. Look for those 18 no's and give yourself a reward. Maybe it might be that you have a, a takeaway that night. It may well be that you go for a, a day out somewhere, whatever. Reward yourself with no's. I know it sounds ridiculous. I know it sounds completely opposite to what you should do in selling, but 
try it. Because if you start to get into that position, I've even been in sales situations where I've had a no when I want when I needed one no in order to achieve a mini target. And I actually forgot frustrated that the person gave me a yes. Because when you're looking for those things as well in that way, what it does is it doesn't make you feel that desperate. When you're desperate for the yes and to move forward to the next stage, it comes across in the way you operate. Whereas actually, if you're quite, I call it sometimes a don't give an F attitude, but it's not that because we do want to care, but it's that not being totally bothered by the end result attitude. And I want to do it because I know I need to do it and engage with the person. Then it makes a difference. You can actually see the, the no being a positive. So try, if you run in a sales team at the moment, turn it on its head, give them a target of 20 no's or 30 no's this month. You'd be amazed at actually what difference it does and give them a reward for it. It will actually train them and help them see that no is not a bad thing because it saves their time and all the things I've just talked about. But absolutely be in a position where they'll get comfortable with it and accept it, that it's not a danger, it's not a bad thing in sales and in situations and in business. We are not going to convert everyone. We have to be prepared for the word no. And it's not a rejection of us. It's not a rejection of us personally. It's just life and business and accept that that is the case. And I'll give you a story of a guy that I used to know at university and I won't you know, share the, the name of the person, but we used to go out and bear in mind when everyone's at university, we all do the things that we don't want to necessarily do um, that we wouldn't maybe look back in if you're a student listening to this, you're probably doing some stuff that I did. And anyway, the, the, those things are the case. But he used to literally, um, whenever he used to went out, he was uh, and you know, he was a, he was a little bit of a lad, and he'd go and ask twenty ladies that he was in the nightclub with whether they'd go home within that night, and some would give him a slap. And he would talk to a few people, they'd laugh at him off or whatever else, but eventually he'd, he'd always get some success. So the point being is, you know, one in every 20, um, he got the success that he wanted and he was a happy man that night. So the point being is he had to accept those 19 no's in order to get the one yes. And he got comfortable with it and was very good at doing it and um, had a good life in time in university. So the reality is no's aren't a bad thing. And the final thing I'll say to you about this is this. Final thing I'll say to you about this is this. The final point I should say about this on the podcast is this. No's put your prospect in control. So when you go into a shop, what do most people say? Can I help you? No, thank you. Because we as prospects want to be, when we say no, we feel empowered. So when your prospect says, no, I'm not in that position, it actually means they're more empowered, which is great. Now, the question is then is how do we then engage with them after that? It may well be that we want them to, we want to ask a question such as, ah, oh, sounds like you've got everything in control then, or it sounds like you don't need any help in this area, or it sounds like this issue is not going to cause you a problem. Because the reality is it probably is, but them saying no just puts them in control and feels that they're in a position to decide what to do in a situation. Now, sales is about us being in control. We want to control and shape the process, but sometimes we need to get our buyer to understand the buyer that by them saying no, it helps them feel they're in control of the situation. But if we then react and respond in the right way, we can maybe shape it to go the way we want to. So just don't forget that helps your buyer be in control and that's going to help you then be in a position to hopefully, if you understand the wider picture, of the, of the sales game you're playing or what you need to do, it's going to get them to the right path in time. It may well be that you can't. It may well be that you can't react or respond with a, with a message to them straight away. But if someone did say to me, no, I'm okay right now, we don't need to do anything, my message to my back, my back might be, I totally expected you to say that. I totally expected you to say no. 
But the customers I'm talking to at the moment felt that this would be an issue that they, they would struggle to solve. And I'm just intrigued as to how you guys are solving that. It might then make them think, well, actually, yeah, we have still got that issue. We do need to have that conversation. Or they might come back and say, no, I still don't have a problem with it. And you can then say, no problems and lead them to it. But you're not going to win everyone, as we've said. But putting them in no, in, putting them and now in the prospect to say no, puts them in control. And if you respect, react it into the right way, you can sometimes open up a different way into getting into the conversation with the buyer. So look, these are my points around how seeing no is a positive. No is a simple word. It's a word that we often hear. We've got to get used to hearing it in sales and business. Don't be afraid of it. Don't fight it. Don't be in a position where you start getting despondent when you hear it. Make it a positive. See the things that it can give you. And, and be, like I say, like I did when I was a double glazing salesperson, just utilize it if you're working with a team to actually make it being a bit of fun. And you'd be amazed at what we can do when we start you know, making that word no work for us rather than work against us. So as I always say, I finish the podcast off always with an inspirational story. I'm always on the hunt for inspirational stories. So please let me know if you have them. But if you haven't heard about Brett Archibald, then please have a little look for him. Brett Archibald, he survived 28 hours alone in the sea. He was on a surfing trip um, to Indonesia and he fell overboard. No one saw him going in the water and he thought that he might be able to stay afloat for, uh, for, for a period of time. And he stayed afloat for 28 hours, longer than most people thought was possible. He woke up, um, he fell asleep. He woke up the seagulls smashing him on the head and trying to bite him. Uh, and he actually remembered that when he was on that, he was in a position where he was heading to land because he remembered that seagulls are quite near land. So he literally was in a position where he ran out of energy and he started getting delirious thoughts. But the ultimate thing is he always said that if he you know, was in a position where he would come back to safety and, and escape the challenge that he would, you know, he would change the things that mattered to him. And what mattered to him wasn't material things. It was the people in his life, the three Fs, as he called them, his faith, his family, and his friends. And I think that story around really what matters in life, I love that, the three Fs, faith, family, and friends, you're, you know, those are the things that matter to him. He survived 28 hours in the ocean. Again, as I always say to you, whatever you're going through right now, the chances are, is it as bad as, as it was for... Um, for Brett, probably not. So actually, if that's the case, and we, by the way, you might have had 20 no's this morning and not a bad morning. You're listening to this on your lunch break. Hey, turn the nose into a positive. It saved your time. It saved your energy and being in a position where it's built some resilience. And by the way, are you in a position worse than Brett's? I doubt it. Let's learn from him. Let's be inspired by him and other people that we work with to realize that sales is a great fun game if we play it in the right way. If we learn from it, keep challenging ourselves and see the positives in what it can bring for us, then nothing's going to stop us achieving your goals. Hope this week's podcast episode has helped you and you've enjoyed it. If you have, let me know. But thanks ever so much for giving me your ears and I'll see you next week. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed. If you have, please subscribe to the podcast. It helps us ensure more people can get the insights and ideas they need to get incredible sales results. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode.